you are listening to No PC Allowed, a.k.a. No Political Correctness Allowed. And I am Mac Iverson. There's a lot of confusion these days when it comes to bullying. Who are the good guys and who are the bad guys? Do we even know anymore? Back in the early 2000s, there was a lot of momentum for being against bullies. Just the mere timing of this is fascinating to me. Kids have been bullies and have been bullied since the beginning of the human race, and yet it was never really a social justice crusade until then. Why? Several convergences. First of all, large infusions of capital into NGOs and nonprofits, bringing hyper-awareness to the increase in bullying. Why the increase in bullying? The self-esteem movement for kids started to really take off in the late 80s. Kids were starting to be celebrated for their unique personal weirdness, thanks to the success of Oprah Winfrey's weird, wacky TV show, women and effeminate men mostly, tuned in by the millions to watch Le Fric Show du Jour, as they say in France. Also, at the same time, massive numbers of poorly trained and over-esteemed psychologists were entering into that profession. Oprah had no real mental health training, and neither did many of these so-called professionals. But hey, almost all of them were inspired by Oprah, and they also watched Sally Jesse Raphael, Ricky Lake, and Jerry Springer, etc. ad nauseum. All that was needed was a morose desire to watch these dysfunctional-on-parade clown car crashes. And these psychologists could now get paid to watch them. Not all psychologists were cracks, but many were, and still are. Political correctness stemmed from America's new sensitive introversion. Don't say or do things that may offend the tender sensitivities of sensitive people. Where did this neurotic, pathetic, pathological philosophy come from? Again, mostly from Oprah Winfrey. Also, the success of lawyers in the 70s and 80s and gaining reputations for being able to score massive personal fortunes for a moderate amount of work became romanticized on TV, film, news, and fiction. Everyone wanted to be a lawyer. And what do lawyers need more than anything else? They need victims. Millions and millions of pathetic loser victims. Cue the violins and the crocodile tears. They figured the more pathetic they could make America, the more they could line their pockets. And so they did. Millions of victims means America must have millions of bullies. And if they don't exist, then millions of bullies must be conjured up from thin air to justify the war against them. You know, it's a huge problem if you want to fight a war, but there aren't enough bullies out there to fight. These anti-bullying warmongers are all graduates of MSU making stuff up. So just to recap, all these intersection to create a poop vortex of insanity and it sucked down the undeveloped and immature the quickest and the easiest. Diabolical philosophies always attack the weak and helpless first because they are the least able to defend themselves against evil. There are many layers to this whole anti-bullying crusade. Anti-bullying and being against bullying sounds so noble. But scratch the surface just a bit, 
and it's really all about ego aggrandizement of these self-proclaimed anti-bullying superheroes who love thumping their chests in shows of moral superiority. That's on the personal or psychological level. Just that is corruption. Corruption always wicks up from the darkly personal into the hidden from the public. And then sometimes into the visible to the public. And hopefully that's where it stops or else corruption can consume all of society and destroy it. Americans are notorious watchers. What's on TV? What's at the movies? Social media is pretty passive too. Watching is passive. Tyrants love passive. Passive is something they can use. Two of George Soros' greatest passions is promoting legalized marijuana and open borders. The third world brings their poverty-stricken habits with them. Imbibing in the devil's weed is one of the many vices they've become ensnared by. Hmm. Let's see if we can put two and two together here. With apologies to Bill Gates' common core. Millions of new drug users and pushers means a tremendous increase in the numbers of overnight conversions from a legal population of citizens into an exponential explosion in growth of new illegal aliens and their new imported drug habits. What does this do to a once healthy and vibrant and dynamic United States? It slows it down. It makes it slothful and drug-addicted and lazy and passive. The absolutely perfect breeding ground for tyrants who love the masses to be nice and pacified, stoned Netflix binge-watchers. And it helps if all the fighting-age males are pacifist, effeminate, panty-waist, Starbucks barista types who like to put the la-la-la in all their lattes, if you know what I mean. This is very important. There are three tiers of global bullying, basically. You've got the lowest level of bullying, which the masses experience. Most people tend to focus way too much attention on this lower rung of bullying. Large numbers of bullies and victims, all on the same level. This is where BLM Incorporated and the Antifa fascists fall. The victims of this tier of globalist bullying way overfocus on politics, Left versus right, Democrats versus Republicans. It's either this obvious choice or it's that opposite obvious choice. Black or white, our team versus their team. And it all comes down to individual preferences. Or so it seems at first superficial glance. This is where our side, the conservatives, focuses too much on the shiny dangling objects right in front of us. Or the puppets on strings but not on, almost never on, the puppet masters controlling those dumb puppets like BLM Incorporated and the Antifa fascists. Or it's just like the old magician's sleight of hand. Look at this with my left hand while I'm doing this far more dangerous and pernicious thing to you with my right hand. Okay, so that's the lower level of macro or global bullying. Now let's look at the highest level. Remember, there are three levels of bullying here. Now, at the highest level, a lot of Bible-based preachers like to focus on, which says basically that Satan and his demons are the ultimate bullies. Far fewer in number here, 
but far greater impact in how this bullying affects global misery. But nothing happens without God's permission. And so the idea, I believe, for God is he wants iron sharpening iron. And so humanity is supposed to struggle a great deal against the sinful nature of our fallen world, which Satan directs to a large degree. Yes, he's bullying us, but if we have the correct relationship with Christ, that struggle can benefit us massively in the next life. But here's the really interesting part of all this, that there's a mid-level tier of bullies, and this is a very small number compared to the number of left-wing political bullies who seem to be everywhere. I say this all the time on this podcast. Graphically, this configuration resembles a triangle or a pyramid shape. This shape is very common in human relations. It's the corporate structure, the government structure. It's even the family structure. But it's also the criminal structure. The few at the top basically controlling all those at the bottom. Now, these mid-level bullies are very real. But people don't talk about them nearly as much as they should. And here are just a few reasons why they don't. First of all, these bullies don't wish to be discovered. Because they've obtained so much power, we may know their names and positions, but not much more than that. Puppet masters are all about controlling others, not about allowing their hidden tricks to be discovered. Second, they have bought the media to a large degree. And so their job is to run interference to keep the puppet masters hidden as much as possible. Therefore, most people are subconsciously uncomfortable and therefore afraid to attack these puppet masters directly. Social mores confirm that we are not supposed to attack what may not really be there. Americans have been programmed for decades to be highly suspicious of anything that even remotely sounds like a conspiracy theory. Don't forget, the CIA invented that pejorative decades ago to keep their nefarious activities from being discovered by ace muckraking reporters and snoops. Why do the wealthy tend to be so corrupt? Because big money can buy big power, life-changing power. Ordinary people tend to be afraid of the rich and powerful. The absence of Christ makes these elites scary and dangerous. Something bad happens to the powerful when there's no Christ in their lives. It's like God saying, okay, you're either working for me or you're working for the other guy. Therefore, evil always seems to be winning. But if we know who the guilty players are and we know basically what they're doing, it makes no sense to me at all that they should be able to get away with their criminal activities. The world's corruption is obviously spiritual. It isn't political, except in the way that the political follows the financial. Our enemy isn't political. It is financial. All the highly overpaid talking heads in conservative media don't really get this. They'd much rather waste time talking about the Republican primary and playing defense to whatever the lunatic, woke, sick jokes are doing these days. But all... Woke is funded by the uber-wealthy. If they didn't aggressively fund their interests, they'd have no power. They get what they want when they wave cash under the noses of the doormen of opportunity. 
almost all conservative pundits make the mistake of ignoring the money flow of corruption. I don't make this mistake. I'm one of the very few who don't. And that's why you should be listening to No PC Allowed every single week, because I tell the truth about these things. Most people think our trend towards leftist decay is organic. Coming up, for example, from the organic hippie movement. But that wasn't organic. Four election terms of FDR allowing him to stack the courts for many years, which led to a national liberal inclination, which allowed Americans to become enchanted with fools like Dr. Spock, who infected American childhood with overly permissive upbringings, leading us into the narcissistic cultural stranglehold of the 1960s. But even these false constructs were not enough to destroy America. After a while, instead of being rebellious, many of these hippies started to mature once they entered into their 30s and 40s. They actually became fairly conservative, many voting for Ronald Reagan. America was well on its way to a full recovery from the damage of FDR's court stacking, Dr. Spock's child rearing, LBJ's anti-great society, the hippies, and so on. None of that was strong enough to wreck America. But guess what was strong enough to wreck America? Big money bribes from communist fascist China and useful idiots like the George Soros crime family at the mid-level of global bullydom. So, when you strike out at puppets on a string, they swing away, but then always swing back in again and again and again to never be defeated. That's because these stupid, crazy puppets aren't really real. The puppet masters are. That's why we must focus our vitriol on them constantly until they are brought to justice, and I mean real criminal justice a la Nuremberg Trials for All. Again, this is not about politics, folks. It's about money. Follow the money, and you'll find a way to clean up the political corruption. It's about bribes. This is global gangsterism at its very worst. But it should make you feel happy to know that it really is coming down to one simple thing. The Bible says that the love of money is at the root of all kinds of evil. Easy, unearned money especially corrupts. It really does. $32 billion plus from the George Soros crime family, fueling all this evil, woke insanity. I define evil and insanity by what you do. And if what you do is to fund the destruction of planet Earth with all this LGBT WTF garbage, this really weird stuff, you know, you know, and Islamist extremism coming out of the closet wanting to take over the world, if they fund that, then that crime family is literally insanely evil. It is impossible to understand their dark motivations without looking through the prism of good versus evil, sane versus insane. On a personal level, being bullied can be good for you. It may be bad for your bruised ego, but if you play your cards right, it can be very good for your soul, your humble soul. Many decades ago, this was prominent. 
on a playground, a kid would bully, the victim would overreact emotionally, and the bully would then become even more emboldened, like a shark smelling blood. But if the victim doesn't act like a victim and stands up to the bully, then what happens? The bully oftentimes starts to respect the victim. And oftentimes they become the best of friends. So it's not really bullying so much as someone of a masculine nature trying to make a friend. There's nothing radical about that. People have been that way forever, especially boys. Boys are like that. Let me test this guy. Let me see if he's worthy of being my friend. I'll like him if I can be myself around him. But if he's a sissy, well, then I'm going to keep bullying him because I don't like him. That's basically what bullies think. And by the way, that's human nature. That does not make them evil. Overreacting to being bullied is so effeminate. There is nothing masculine about it. In fact, it's anti-masculine, which is the last thing that American and Western world boys need right now. It's this whole toxic masculinity hysteria that the woke sissies and wimps love to hyperventilate over. Oh my goodness, we have to do something about all the bullying and hatred of the transgenders, perverts, and child molesters. Oh my. Transgenders, perverts, and child molesters. Oh my. Indeed. Pedophiles are victims of white Christian males, and it's just dreadful how we all have to live in fear of fundamentalist Christian traditional morality. What's really interesting about this whole anti-bullying, anti-masculinity trend is that it is so transparently political and fueled through greed. And yet people refuse to see it as it really is. Or if they do see it, they don't want to talk about it honestly. But why are people so afraid? Because logically... No woke solution to bullying works, and the woke invented this so-called hatred of bullying, but again, no woke solution works. They say things like, bullying is horrible because it hurts people. Basically, kids become traumatized by it, and so they turn inward, and now they can't function in the real world. But all this excuse-making is the worst possible thing they can possibly learn from grown-ups, who should know better. You don't give kids excuses. You give them skills for standing up for themselves or learning how to fight. But the woke focus, the bulk of their agenda on limiting speech and creating safe spaces for snowflakes and the like, really stupid, dangerous ideas. And obviously so. And all based on the lie that kids have pathologically low self-esteem. They don't. They have pathologically high self-esteem. This dressed-up narcissism really took off in the 80s. There was a lot of enthusiasm for this self-obsession because people are naturally narcissistic. It's attractive to believe that you're more than you really are, especially in relation to others, thinking you're better than others. The elites especially have this challenge. Then there's the obvious projection. These globalist bullies love to rationalize their crooked actions against others. So they point their fingers at others with three fingers pointing back at themselves. And of course, they're accusing others of doing the same things they're doing, which is bullying. This is a classic mouse dung tactic. 
I'll use a prime example of something that's obvious to anyone who knows the details of George Soros' life. Soros is the ultimate bully. And just like a schoolyard bully, he always cries wolf with the same old tired big lie that he uses and reuses over and over again until it just sounds completely stupid. He says, ignore all the facts. Anyone who criticizes me, George Searles, for any reason is automatically an anti-Semite. Never mind that the vast majority of his critics are pro-Israel. No, that fact never enters into the equation for this billionaire knucklehead liar. George Soros is a lunatic, literally a lunatic, a paranoid nutjob. That doesn't mean he's not clever, but he's been mad as a hatter for many decades now. Because something horrible happened to his mother when he was just a young lad during World War II, she was raped by two soldiers. And when that kind of thing happens, it can set you off. But one cannot allow a loon to destroy all of civilization just because he's understandably imbalanced. But up to now, we've allowed him to do just that. And why? Why is that? The answer is simple. It's because those whom he has bribed like money. Those people like money as much as George Soros likes money. And they're willing to do just about anything to get his money. It is bribery, pure and simple. There's nothing complex or nuanced about what's going on in the world today. He's been bribing the crap out of everyone with some $32 billion. Now, if a family has trouble scrounging up $25 to donate to President Trump, but just one guy, George Soros, has no problem bribing the planet with $32 billion to completely destroy planet Earth, he is off the charts insane. And you know that's true because he doesn't know how to invest his money. Or forget invest. He doesn't even know how to just spend his money or even to waste it. He could blow half that money on a month-long Great Gatsby-style party. That would certainly be more worthwhile and productive than what he's been doing. And you can bet your bottom dollar that Soros funds all these, air quotes, anti-bullying organizations. Talk about irony. Which is like saying we have to fight human nature. Not we need to adapt and learn from human nature in order to become functional citizens. This was all custom-made as a cover for the LGBT WTF agenda. Because it's obvious that kids are really going to rebel against this kind of thing. So the powers that be have to control the speech of little children when they make fun of little Johnny in a dress or little Jenny in a football uniform. They will be teased, obviously. So school administrators severely punish young kids for acting like normal young kids. I mean, this is child abuse. It is horrible child abuse. And the really dumb ones are the perpetrators who really buy into this nonsense crap. The LGBT WTFs and these hack, moron, loser psychologists, so-called, who demand that you, the parent, have to accept the child's desire to change their sex or they may kill themselves. What parent would grab the ankles with that kind of obvious manipulative bullying? What parent could be so wimpy? 
and soft and weak and brain-dead stupid as to buy into that kind of institutionalized bullying without even putting up a fight. You brought a child into this world just to have him kidnapped by Satan like that? You can't go up to a boy and say, you're a girl, or say to a girl, you're a boy. Talk about bullying! It enrages me when I think how easily American parents won't even fight for their children's innocent souls. It enrages me, and it should enrage you too. When these tormented children finally start to wake up, they will be suing their a-hole parents for complicity in full-on child molestation and abuse. These parents should be, and many will be, financially ruined for their short-sightedness and cowardice. Just you wait and see. That's coming. And all these woke a-holes have the temerity and the gall to call us bullies. It all just screams insanity. A demonic evil. They must, must be defeated. And you must get involved. You must. You have to. Dear listener, you cannot just allow this to happen. God is calling you. He's shaking you. He's trying to wake you up to get involved and be a part of defeating this kind of evil. And you know what's really crazy? They say, Oh, well, that's just the way of the world. You know, we used to be opposed to gay marriage, and now everyone's for it. And now trans is just the next natural progression in human evolution. We just have to go along with the crowd and support the trans community as well. You little wimp. You disgusting little airhead sissy. There's some hate speech for you. Believe me. I could say a lot worse, but I'm not going to hide my passion. I hate these people. I hate those who do this to the innocent. These politically correct, woke, sick jokes. These are sick and twisted, evil people. The biggest sociopathic bullies seek power. Power over people. Becoming bullyproof is hard work. The powers that be don't want you to know that. There, there. You can be a sissy like us and still be happy. No, you can't. It's impossible. God made men and boys especially a certain way, distinct and extremely different from women and girls. The difference between a boy and a girl is the difference between night and day, and those differences should be encouraged and celebrated to the ends of the earth forever and ever. Here's the bottom line. Again, this fully done-on-purpose civilizational decay is not about politics, not really. It's about money. Moneyed interests use the political, useful idiots. But dirty George Soros and Chinese money is really at the root of all this evil. In the third world, if you want something to happen fast, you just whip out a big wad of cash and voila, that seemingly intractable problem suddenly vanishes. That is why America must be turned into the third world. Moral and incorruptible citizens with pangs of conscience is bad for deep state business. Morals slow down easy money success. So hey, we can't have those pesky morals anymore. So let's just erase America's borders and let every Tom, Dick, and Harry, or now it's every Tomas, Ricardo, and Mohammed inside. The deep state mafia's number one plan for wrecking America is erased borders.
Action step. You know this one's coming? Get involved. I don't care what you do. Get involved. Do something. Also, please, please share No PC Allowed with everyone you know, especially on Rumble and Truth Social. At No PC Allowed, spelled A-L-O-U-D. At No PC Allowed, spelled A-L-O-U-D. You've been listening to No PC Allowed. I am Mac Iverson. We will meet again next week and every week.